0: I have been in prayer and uh, all day seeking the Lord and and I know many of you have as well. Uh, And speaking of prayer, I should tell you that our morning time of prayer has uh, gone viral online and you can go ahead and be here broadcasting. If you're in the the time zone that we're in here in Alaska, then it's at 7 a.m., 7 to 7.30. It's just uh, worship music. And then from 7.30 to 8, we go live and we have lots of people on. So you can come and be a part of that. Uh, go ahead, log in on Facebook or on YouTube and be a part of our prayer meetings that'll again stream Monday through Friday, uh, 7 to 8. At 8 o'clock here in Alaska time, you can jump right on to Hawaii's web stream, Dr. Morocco. I gotta, I gotta tell you this story. <laughs> I know, we're gonna get to 2 Samuel 23 in a second. I gotta tell you this story. I was, I was driving into Anchorage right after our prayer meeting And uh, I had my phone on and I was a part of Maui's uh, prayer meeting. And you can go to their Facebook. It streams six o'clock. Is it six o'clock our time? No, it's, uh, gosh, what time would it be? Are we two hours right now? So it's two hours, I think. Is that right? Yeah, figure it out. It's online, all right? So I was listening to Dr. Morocco pray and he turned towards the camera and he prayed for all of his pastors and all of his leaders and he prayed and asked that God's power would come. The Holy Spirit came on me while I was driving. I began to weep, and I got so encouraged. There is nothing quite like the voice of my pastor to me, and I know that that many of you feel that way by this, this uh, uh, broadcast now as well. And so you can you can catch other teachings and things that we do at twelve thirty uh, Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday. It's called the Eat the Scroll. And uh, tomorrow, I'm going to talk about the great and terrible day of the Lord. And uh, you do not want to miss tomorrow. The Lord has been dealing with me. I almost brought it today, but wasn't quite ready. So we'll we'll bring that tomorrow. Got a powerful word out of the book of Joel. All right, are you ready? All right, stand up if you're able to. 2 Samuel chapter 23. And we're going to go from verse 8. 2 Samuel 23. And I've entitled this Six Ways to Thrive in the Day of Trouble. Six Ways to Thrive in the Day of Trouble. These are the names of David's mighty warriors. Now, if I don't do such a good job pronouncing these, then you'll understand. <laughs> Look at that. Josheb sheb be a All right. Very good. Chief of the three. He raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. Next to him was Eleazar, the son of Dodai, the Ahoahite. As one of the three mighty warriors, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines gathered at Pas Damin for battle. And the Israelites retreated. But Eleazar stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. The troops returned to Eleazar, but only to strip the dead. Next to him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Aharahite. Ahara, right. When the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field full of lentils, Israel troops fled from them. But Shammah took his hand, took his stand in the middle of the field and defeated it and struck the Philistines down and the Lord brought about a great victory. Verse 13, are you all there? Verse 13. During harvest time, three of the 30 chief warriors came down to David at the cave of Adullam while the band of the Philistines was encamped at the valley of Rephaim at that time, David was at the stronghold and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. And David longed for water and said, oh, that someone would get a drink of water from the well that's near the gate of Bethlehem. So the three mighty warriors broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well at the gate, near the gate of Bethlehem, carried it back to David, but he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord Far be it for me, verse 17, far be it for me, Lord, to do this, he said. Is it not the blood of men who went to risk their lives? And David would not drink it. Such were the exploits of the three mighty warriors. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your blessing, God, that's upon us as we were just singing and that blessing is upon us because of the death and resurrection of your son Jesus and our acknowledgement in repentance and receiving him and then walking in your counsel by the word of the Lord, by, by your word, your commandments to love you with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. I thank you tonight for all those that are online, those that will listen at a later date. I pray that you'd release all that's in your heart tonight, that we would never be the same. Because of what's preached through these lips of clay. I pray God put your hand upon me. And anoint me. To preach to flow in the gifts of the spirit. That lives would be transformed. Come on lift your voice. That lives would be transformed tonight. Through the preaching of your word. There is no distance in the spirit. And whether two or three are gathered there you are in our midst. And God I thank you that you are here. In every home. In vehicles. In vehicles. Here in this church that has filled with empty seats, your presence is so real to us. So we thank you and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be blessed and comfortably seated. I am thrilled at the hour that we're living in. It's an hour that we're putting our foot into something that is um, filled with what I would call spiritual bloodshed. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. It is absolutely time to get violent about your faith. It's time. Somebody said that the coronavirus is a judgment. Well, it might well be. I've, I've shared recently about the four causes for, for a crisis in the nations, and one of those certainly is judgment, although people would say, well, no, it's just a natural cause and effect of, of bat soup. Listen, God, uh, God pours out His indignation to get the attentions of those he, to get the attention of those He deeply loves. He's in love with you. He's in love with the nations and the nations have gone awry. And uh, even America, that just needs to come back to the Lord. And so could it be judgment? it could be. Another reason for national crisis is not just judgment, but, but man's sin. Man's sin. We've killed. you know one of the wonderful things that's happening. Got Pastor, I'm preaching to Pastor Gill on the on the front row. One of the wonderful things that's happening, Pastor Gill, and all those of you that are listening, no babies are being killed right now. Abortion is largely stopped because of the pandemic. I mean, I, more babies die in one day from abortion than all of the pandemic together. And I, I don't recall the numbers, but it's it's horrible. You can't go on to do the very things that Sodom and Gomorrah did and end up not in a world of a heap of trouble and, and judgment. So there's there's judgment, there's, there's sin, there's Satan. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And then fourthly, creation's grown. And you can listen to that message. It's available for you. But it's time to, to repent, whoever you are. You've been walking with Jesus for 30 and 40 years. Praise God. Repent. Repent. Look, examine your life and go deep. This text is so profound uh, in, in many ways, and uh, I just want to review it, and I'm not going to preach real long to you, but by the grace of God, I'm going to preach strong to you. Johe I think I got it. Killed 801 encounter. Wow, what a stud. I don't know if you know that was by the anointing of, the, of, of God. Eleazar, son of Dodai, was so committed to fighting with his sword, his sword froze to his hand in such fatigue it froze to his hand. Shama, he defended a field, and that's a picture of the harvest. He defended a field against the Philistines. Shama means the Lord is there, His presence. God is touching people and, and he wants to touch people for the sake of the harvest. He wants to empower you, Today, in the midst of trouble and difficulty where fear is running rampant all across the land, he wants to empower you to be one of his mighty men. Daniel said that those that know their God will do great exploits. It's time for great exploits. And I'm going to tell you that great exploits can even happen at six feet apart in your social distancing. Come on, great exploits can happen through through social media. And by all means, I believe in laying on of hands and all of that. I'm not afraid of any of that. John G. Lake said during the bubonic plague, he said, I'm not nervous about that. He planted 550 churches when they had no internet. They had, they had no email. They didn't have any cell phones in Africa. He planted 550 churches in five years. The bubonic plague that was said to just die every time he came around. He quoted, he quoted Romans for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. And literally they had, this is a real thing that happened. It's recorded. They took bubonic plague, you know, foam out of people's mouths and they put it on his hand and then they put it back under a microscope and it died. It was dead. I'm not having coronavirus hit my house. Come on, say that. I said, I will not have, I am under the shadow of his wings. Say it. I'm under the shadow of his wings. I'm not going to be afraid of the pestilence. I'm going to continue to do great exploits. These three mighty men did amazing exploits. The three men broke through the Philistine lines. Broke through the Philistine lines and went to get, I mean, what, how, how honoring. They, they just wanted to bless their leader. And they broke through the lines to get a drink of water from the, from the well that's in Bethlehem. All right. Six ways to thrive. Six ways to thrive in the day of trouble. Six ways to thrive in the day of trouble. Number one, don't be intimidated. Don't be moved by fear. Don't be intimidated. And that's an easy thing to do. Even this, 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 uh, this, this Shebeth was facing insurmountable odds, but he didn't back off. He didn't quit. I just preached a revelation chapter 12 and verse 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and loved their lives not so much as to shrink from death. If you're afraid right now, take authority over that thing and punch it in the throat. Don't yield to fear. Really, if you're yielding to fear, it's only because you've not been convinced of the love of the Father and his power towards you. You're the apple of his eye. Don't yield to fear. Don't be an idiot, amen, but don't yield to fear. Have wisdom, don't be intimidated. Courage means doing it afraid. Courage means doing it afraid. You might experience fear, but ignore it and obey God's word anyway, move forward anyway. And that's what, that's what this wonderful, mighty man of David did. Let me read this to you. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 39. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. We're gonna continue to move forward. We've put our foot in a lentil field. There's a harvest right now. Don't shrink back. Don't be nervous about your testimony. This thing will pass. And then maybe there'll come another one. I don't know. I just know God a little bit. I'm beginning to grow up in the Lord. And I know that he's on the throne. I know that he's defeated, hell, death and the grave. And I know that his imminent return is sooner now than when we first believed. It's time to call on the Lord. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord wherever you are and just call on his name, Jeremiah 33, three, call upon me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not King James don't shrink back I'm talking to pastors, to leaders to, to life group leaders use innovative ideas move forward, don't be afraid don't yield to fear again, one of the things, one of the reasons I think people are afraid, Pastor Gil is I, I don't think that they're settled in God's love for them you don't need to be afraid of death come on, after this we get, we go on into glory the second thing, six ways to thrive in the day of trouble, and we are in a day of trouble. Be committed to fight when other people leave. My God, I, I've had to learn this in my life. There's been, listen, when, when people leave you, don't worry about it. If you're doing the right thing and they leave you, who cares? You really get to find out who your friends are. You really get to find out who's committed to you, to your family, who's who's committed to your church, perhaps. Right now, when the chips are down and people are nervous, I'm gonna tell you, people will run sometimes. And and I've had people get offended, but shoot, I've been offended. Listen, don't run Amen. when people leave. You stay on the wall. Stay on the wall. Well, I love what Nehemiah said. Said I can't come down off the wall to talk to you. The work is too important. If others leave and other turn their back on the Lord, and and I mean, there's people that are going out getting drunk and intoxicated now. They've been sober for years, and now they're just going to go get wasted because the the intensity of the battle and the fear that's just gripped them. I mean, God help them. But don't you cave in? You stand your ground. You don't give in when others leave. When you're committed to what the Lord has said, there's times when you're going to stand alone. Listen, leader, leadership sometimes is all by itself. But you know, I've found in those moments that if you'll stand, the power of God will will come upon you, and he'll he'll gird you with strength, and you'll feel like a like a back like a like a rod of iron down your backbone, and you'll just be able to stand. Even when other people leave. What has God said? That's the key. Obey what God said. The second thing, fight on when other people leave. Number one, don't be intimidated. If you're going to be intimidated, you've already lost. Number two, fight on when others leave. What has God said to you about your business? What did he say? Just because there's pandemic now doesn't mean that he changed his mind. He didn't change his mind. I will tell you a lot of people making tons of money in the market right now. Right now, I mean like incredible amount of wealth being i believe it's a great transference of wealth and i believe that as time goes on now that we're going to you know back away from china and some of our some of our uh, pharmaceuticals over there i mean i think that would be wise i do believe that's going to happen probably be a good idea to start investing in some of the things that china made that we're going to start making in the u.s of a They're, listen let god give you innovative ideas and obey the word he hasn't changed his mind can you say amen? amen? The third thing is clench the sword so hard that you become one with it. Now, clench the sword so hard that you become with it. I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 6. While you're turning there, I'll read to you Matthew 19 Verse 29, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Another version says we'll receive a hundred times as much in this lifetime. So there's a reward for, for, for being faithful to the Lord. There's a reward for, for staying on and, and, and following through. There's a reward There's a reward for for being committed. Verse 10, this guy's name is Eleazar. Do you know what that means? That means mighty divine helper. That's what Eleazar means in Hebrew. The, the, The translation of that for English would be mighty divine helper. You know who the mighty divine helper is? It's the Holy Spirit. God is a mighty divine helper. And if you'll walk with him in this time of trouble, in this day of difficulty and uncertainty and fear, if you'll clinch the sword and of course you know where I'm going some of you Ephesians 6, if you'll clinch the sword and become one with it, you'll never lose any battle. You'll you'll be in battles, you'll just never lose. Finally be strong in the Lord verse 10. And in his mighty power Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Coronavirus is a scheme from hell. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, against rulers, against authorities, against powers of darkness of this world, against spiritual forces and heavenly realms. That's what we're struggling. It's a spiritual battle. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground the sword of the spirit talking about how to have victory how to how to be victorious how to win how to how to conquer in the day of trouble six six things how to do that this has become one with the sword i mean the sword the word number 3 get in the word of god and speak it some of you need to get some of you are so afraid this thing's going to rob you rob from you and take your babies and destroy you Read Psalm 91 60 times and put your name in it. I'm under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say of the Lord, come on, he's my rock and my refuge. Come on, he's, he's not going to let me dab, dash my foot against a stone. If God be for me, who can be against me? Speak the word. Declare the word. Punch fear in the face. Don't yield to that thing. Fight it. Get the word and just decapitate, decapitate fear. Decapitate unbelief. The enemy fights for the souls of men more than he fights for anything else and this picture of fighting for this lentil field is a picture of fighting for the harvest a lentil field that said at, at full harvest it's come to maturity if there is ever a time that there's time to get souls in it's right now it's now your testimony counts your prayers are working don't yield to fear Come on, hold on to the Word of God and speak it, declare it, prophesy, speak life, bind fear, take authority over darkness, and be one that clenches the sword of the Word so much that you're thinking, listen, if you want to become a spiritual athlete, you have to learn to think the Word. So the moment something comes up that's contrary to it, immediately your spirit, as you've memorized the Word, I've hidden your Word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. And the moment something that comes contrary to that, you go, oh no. no. Greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. Oh, no, 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 no. This good work that God begun, He'll complete to the day of Christ Jesus. Oh, no. I don't have condemnation. I've got the Holy Spirit. I'm forgiven. I got the blood of Jesus. Yes. I got the blood. protection from the lord no weapon formed against me shall prosper i got the blood i got the blood I got the blood of the lamb. I know you don't know that one. I don't know it either because I just made it up. I've got the blood of the lamb over the doorpost of my house. I live in Goshen. I live in a place where the enemy can't touch me. I'm the head and not the... Am I yelling? I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the lender, not the borrower. Oh, come on, lift your hands all across this place and say, Ah!
1: Yes,
0: glory to God. How to thrive in the day of trouble. Number four, keep your eyes on the harvest. Keep your eyes on the harvest. Now, I think my brothers are on, and if not, they'll watch it later. And if you don't, well, God bless you anyway. My dad used to say to me, Daniel, actually he would say, Danny, keep your eye on the ball. All games with a ball, you got to keep your eye on the ball. So when you're batting, that ball comes in. You focus on the ball, and then you follow through and snap that bat. You're playing lacrosse, or you're, you're playing tennis. Keep your eye on the ball. You're playing basketball. You keep your eye on the ball. Well, what's the ball for us right now? It's souls. It's reaching the lost. Listen, I'm going to ask you a question, and if you'll be honest, Uh, it'll be a little bit convicting, but I want to ask you, when's the last time you led somebody to Jesus? When is the last time that you led somebody in a prayer of repentance and belief on the Lord Jesus and receiving him as their Lord and Savior? When's the last time you've done that? I'm not trying to put condemnation on you, but I am trying to stir you. Be someone who shares your faith, Use social media. I told you some of the early, come on tell me you've been around here a long time. I, I've told you some of the early ways that I witnessed. I had this car that my wife called the ashtray, which I was never quite sure why she called it that because we didn't smoke. But it might have resembled one. Anyway, <laughs> I would pull up and I'd, I'd be in my, it was a 1982 orange, Caltrans orange. Some of you know what that is. Caltrans orange Volkswagen Rabbit convertible my stereo system was more expensive than the actual car which was i had right, i had right order there because i was needing to worship and so amen some of you understanding everybody say hallelujah uh-huh. now, i would pull up to stop lights and uh, I, I would say um uh, hi i'd blow hi hi excuse me hi excuse me and i'd get them you roll it your window no? would you roll it down and i'd wait for the you know how you can time things with the light And you know it's going to go green. Hi, do you have a second? You have a second? Yeah. Hi, do you have a second? Hi. Listen, I just want to tell you that Jesus loves you. And I just take off. That was some of my first witnessing. But you know something? We planted seeds, and I I learned to share my faith. I'll tell you, there's you want to get set on fire. Learn to take someone by the hand and lead them to Christ. There's that's why we're here. if, If God's called us to to keep our eye on the harvest. Be a part of the greatest harvest. Shama fought for the harvest. He fought for the harvest. And it's interesting, Shama means presence. His presence. Why does he give us his presence? To comfort us? Sure. To heal us? Sure. Why else? To empower you. To go into the highways and byways and compel people to come in. To compel people to be saved. The fifth thing. In your mind, keep in your mind that the Lord is working through you. The Lord, you'll notice the text says the Lord brought about a great victory that day. Who brought about the great victory? The stud with the javelin and, and the sword? No, the Lord through them. They partnered with God. You're a co-laborer. I'm a co-laborer. Partner with God. Keep in mind that God is giving us victory. Even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of financial upheaval, God will give us victory. The church is, the church is born for such an hour. This is We're going to thrive in the day of trouble. Can you say Hallelujah. Number six, keep in mind that it's an act of worship. You know, they went and they th- these three went to go risk their lives to bring back water for David from the from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. And David poured it out as an act of worship. Poured it out. Your life is an act of worship. It's a reasonable thing we should do considering all that he's done. Hallelujah. Worship team, would you come, please? God is speaking to us tonight. Be be committed to what God's called you to be committed to. Some of you need to take a good look at what you got in your life and cut off some of the stuff that you shouldn't have. You know, God is the author and the finisher of the good work that he'd begun. He's also not committed to what he didn't author. Okay, That's a good tweet right there. He's not, just because you started something doesn't mean that it was the Lord. You can have a good idea that it's not a God idea. God is, God will will finish what he started. We've started this building and we will finish it. You know why? Because it was all God's idea anyway. We're in the midst of some exciting things, even in the midst of pandemic. I loved what, what our president said. I just felt like it was a prophetic thing. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens by Easter. Wouldn't that be great? By Easter, I think that God is shaking Haggai chapter 2. He's shaking what can be shaken so that what remains is of Him. And I will tell you something, and if you don't have a a walk with the Lord that brings a vitality and a fire and a courage to cause you to to stay in the midst of difficulty and challenges, then you, you need to know Him better. You need to be convinced of His power and His love for you, your family. People concerned about their 401Ks. People concerned about all kinds of stuff. And I understand. I have concerns too. But I know that if we continue to seek first the kingdom of God, he will add all things. And it's about the harvest. I believe the Lord showed me that the certain models of worship are going to be shaken it's time to get on fire it really is and I, I, I'm i believing that our president might have even been prophesying and not know it that by Easter could it be what do we got 17 days 18 days to Easter wouldn't that be great if they said you know something there's been a turnaround and uh, maybe it was the heat maybe it was this maybe it was that there's been a turnaround and uh, life will resumed, resume to normal wouldn't that be great I don't know if that's gonna happen, but I'm I can pray and believe God. Wouldn't it be great by Easter? Like he said, that, that 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 time of light, I think he said in another news conference, that churches would be full. Wouldn't that be amazing? I can't wait to worship together with all of all of the all of your beautiful families together worshiping God. Be committed to what God called you to be committed to. Be committed to your wife, be committed to your husband, be committed to your kids, be committed to the Lord. Be committed to your local church. And I commend you again. I'm blown away that somebody would drive up and say, yeah, I've got my offering. I want to bring my offering, Pastor. God bless you. God bless you. That's commitment. Be committed. Be committed to your country. Pray for America. Be committed to the harvest. you got to ask yourself, are are you one of the three mighty men all of us are called to be like these men of commitment and, of course, women, mankind. Six ways. Six ways. To thrive in the day of trouble. Lift your hands all across this place and when we'll close. We'll close again with a song of worship and whatever y'all want to do, let me pray. Holy Spirit, let your fire, your power come now, right now. Break off covenant-breaking spirits. There are assignments of darkness that'll try to weaken you and cause you to quit on what God called you to I break those things today by the authority of the name and the blood of Jesus. I take authority. There's a word from the Lord. I take authority over those covenant-breaking assignments to try to get people to shrink back onto destruction to try to get people to throw in the towel and quit. No, we will thrive in the day of trouble until the day of the Lord comes, which could be very soon. I pray strength and anointing. I pray empowerment upon every man, woman, and every child. Holy Spirit, let your fire come right now. Release healing and strength. Strengthen them with might in their inner being for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, all across this land, if you're not right with God, you need to get reconciled. You need to get right with Him right now. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I charge you, I commend you, I plead with you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled because there is a place called hell and it's to be shunned. You're to turn your back on that and receive the free gift of salvation that's found only in Jesus. No man can come to the Father unless he draws them. And without Jesus, without his blood over you, your sins remain. You see, have you ever lied before? Yes. You ever stolen? Yeah, you have. You ever taken the Lord's name in vain? Yes. You ever, you've ever uh, uh, lusted after someone? Yes. We've all broken God's law, the Ten Commandments. All of us have broken them. The commandments, the law show us that we have sin. But Christ died for us. He was the payment for you and me. The propitiation, says the book of Romans. and And if we'll receive him, Come on, it says as, as many as received him, he gave them the right to become children of God. He said, I'm God's child anyway. No, you're not. Not unless you receive Jesus. I don't know who taught you that. It's just not true. Oh, we're all made in God's image for certain. There's no nothing in all of creation like that. But you're God's, you, you become God's child when you receive the gift that he gave, his one and only begotten son, that whosoever would believe on him would not, perish but have everlasting life. And if you've never made a decision for him, won't you do it now? Won't you do it right now? What would stop you if this was the final night of being alive? If this was the moment that Jesus came back and all of the earth rolled up like a scroll and time was over as we knew it? The Bible talks about that. There's coming a day like that. Get rid of your fear. Get rid of the fear of death and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Quit playing religious games and Receive him. Cut away all the dross. Step away from all the things that that cause you to be polluted. Let the Lord circumcise your heart as it says in Galatians. Receive him right now. You say, that's me pastor. Well, thank you for your honesty. Pray with us right out loud all across this place. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place to rise again from the grave for me. Come into my heart. Come into my life. And be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. And make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Now let me pray one more thing for you. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. That shama is presence. Shama from the text means is presence. You need the power of God to live for God without the power of God. It takes God to live for God. You need the, the fire and the power of the Holy Spirit. Lift your hands. Let me pray for you. I ask now in the name of Jesus, release your fire. Release your power right now. I break off every assignment every curse by the blood of the Lamb and I pray now be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit afresh that we would be like those who have their wicks trimmed and their lamps of oil in the name of Jesus. Be filled. Be free from suicide. There's someone there that's got suicidal thoughts. I break that self-hatred off of you tonight. The others that are online right now and you've got, you, you cut yourself. You go through such torment that the only way you can get peace is by cutting yourself. I break that thing. It's a spirit. Demons would love for you to cut yourself and hurt yourself. That's not God. Reject that thing. I break that off of you. I break suicide tonight. I break off depression tonight. I break off anxiety tonight. I break off fear. All those under the sound of my voice, in the name of Jesus, be thou loosed. Be free from every ailment, from addiction and alcoholism. In the name of Jesus, raise up an army. Raise up champions. Raise up dread champions. lift up the nations to you and specifically the one in which we live now here in the United States and I know that we're streaming potentially all over the world. You pray for your nation. I'm going to pray for the U.S. of A right now. Father I pray that you would touch our country that there would come widespread repentance from sea to shining sea repentance a turning from evil it says in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14, if your people, your people who are called by your name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways and pray that you will hear from heaven and you will heal, heal our land. We pray that there would be a great turning from wickedness and from that which is so grievous to you. And that people would begin to pray and cry out to you, and that you would heal our land. The political division, God heal it. Set a great revival in the hearts of your people. A great fire in every home, from the White House to every house. A sweeping move. I see, I see a sweeping move of the fire of God. I see children dancing people singing. I see people coming to the Lord. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands. A great in gathering. God, thank you that angels look in on the things of salvation. I see a man sitting with his wife weeping in the presence of the Lord. And the Lord wants you to know that even though there were years of regret and sorrow and pain, that God is gonna turn it for good regarding your children. There's been a rift in in your home, especially with your oldest daughter. If you'll repent, the Lord will bring healing. In fact, that's a, that's a word for many. You're, you're being touched by the presence of the Lord. Let the wind of the Holy Spirit come, fill your heart now, and comfort you. Be healed. I see another, another couple grieving over how you've raised your children. You, you, you just... Let them go this way and that and it hasn't worked out so well. The Lord will turn it around if you'll call on him. And just follow what he says. He'll cause a great harvest even in your own family. Don't be under condemnation. It's the it's the great day today. The great the great and dreadful day is just ahead. But you can walk in victory. You can walk triumphantly in the midst of this time. Turn towards the Lord. The fact that you can hear me now means he hasn't rejected you. Turn towards him while you still can. Call on his name. Live for God. Amen. So glad you tuned in. So glad you're with us right here. The presence of God is so strong here in our sanctuary that has just a few people in it. But I know his presence is so strong right where you are. Lift your voice and start a prayer time as you're in, perhaps not working, spend time with your family. Call a family meeting, like we used to, like what we used to do. We still do it. It's time for a family meeting. Well, it's time for a family meeting, sir, ma'am. Gather your children around you. Ask how they're doing with the Lord. Start having times of prayer, and and we'll help you. You can catch the the prayer time right here. Get you, get your kids out of bed a little early. Not going to school gather them around a device or on the TV or however you want to do it. And and be a part of our prayer meeting. Starts at 7 a.m. Goes to 8. Goes 7 30 to 8 o'clock corporate. And uh, they're still out there praying for people. You can jump everybody in the car and just come and, and receive prayer. If you receive Jesus for the first time or recommitment, you let us know. You sent us an email. You can put it in the comments. I'm so glad you took time out of your evening to hear the word of the Lord going to thrive in the day of trouble. Come on, say that. I'm going to thrive in the day of trouble. It's all about the harvest. It's all about the kingdom of God. That's what it's about. Amen. Amen. Let me close and bless you. Father, thank you for what you've done tonight. What you'll do through rebroadcasts of this service. Bless your people, God. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us. Be gracious to us. Keep us and give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We love you and we miss you so much. Be blessed tonight. Remember, God's on the throne.
1: The devil's been defeated. God bless you.